Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. Hey! And Johnson! Guido, as your hair gets longer, so does the summer. But that means we're closer to football. <laughs> My hair is getting longer, growing the hair out a little bit, where as you can going see with that. here yeah, long, on the podcast. But we're yes. in the long days of summer, but short days until football. What is this, episode three, episode four of our summer episodes, somewhere th- around there? I think that's right, yeah. You know, dropping in, checking in on everybody, giving a little bit of update of what's happening with WVU Sports and sort of our thoughts on it, Johnson. Camp has started only weeks away from the backyard brawl. Uh, some big news, I guess, as it pertains to the backyard brawl, guys. Game is officially sold out, and and ESPN is coming to the Thursday night game and bringing game day there. So kind of kind of big. Uh, I'm going to warn everybody, uh, if Lee Corso is involved, he typically will kind of rally the troops to make us think that he's going to pick us, and he's probably not going to pick us. So be prepared for that Panther head. Well, to go he on his, likes hmm. to be the antagonist, though, right? Like if he, I mean, technically, he, you would argue he would maybe pick us in this regard, right? Because he's going to so be. Think he'll go. He'll go coonskin cap. Uh, I don't. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he might fire up the Pitt fans because they're going to be at. You know, this is a home game for Pitt, and then maybe he dons the coonskin. Who knows? Here's my question. And, and uh, because this is like, it's a Thursday night game. And I know it's like the kickoff for the football season. It's big for ESPN. Are we getting like the full game day crew? Like, is it a full game day ESPN game day experience? Or is it going to be like, you know, we're going to get some of the guys that we don't know. And maybe Corso will be like on his lanai in Florida doing prognosticating. So you think we're going to get a uh, part-time squad? We're going to yeah, get that's what um, was- some replacement players. No, I I don't think so, Guido, because the tweet that they put out um, a bit ago was, you know, the picture of the full Herbie and everybody sitting at the desk. So I took that to mean they're broadcasting live with the whole gang and the whole normal game day setup. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Now, I will be disappointed if that's not the case, won't you? I mean, I feel like let's if we're going to do it, let's let's do it up correctly. Who do you think they bring in as the guest picker? Oh, that's a good. Ooh. Oh, that's a good. That's question. a good one. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, who who kind of Hostetler? Would that be a, like? Is that a big enough name? Well, that'd be, with it, that'd be gotta, funny. It's, it's be gotta good. be Pitt though. It's gotta be a Pitt Pittsburgh person. Well, they couldn't do Juan Stash, right? Because he's affiliated with another. Is he still like with a Fox guy? Network. Could he yeah, do I think that? He's a Fox guy. I've heard some no, people speculate Aaron Donald. Okay. Um, well, people definitely knew who that is, so that would make sense. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I'm wondering, could it be um, maybe thought, uh, Michael thought, Keaton? Okay. I Batman? No. Oh, maybe. I don't know what. I don't I mean. I don't know. He's from Pittsburgh. Gung Ho was a pretty good. The Gung Ho was one of my favorite movies. I, mean, oh, okay. I did like Gung Ho. That's uh, funny. Mark, Mark Cuban. He's a Pittsburgher. Maybe. Is he a Pittsburgher? I didn't know. Yeah, that. he's a Yinzer. He's a um, Yinzer. I thought you were going to throw out like a Darrell Revis or somebody. It's probably going to be a Kenny Pickett. To be honest with you, it probably would be a Kenny Oh, that Pickett. would be funny. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Right. He's kind yeah. of the he's kind that's, of the golden that's a good, the golden boy right yeah. now. Right. He is the golden boy could right now. Could be Marino. You think it would be Marino? Yeah, that could. But isn't he on yeah. No, not anymore, right? He used to do the 
uh, NFL Today or whatever. He's yeah. not with that crew anymore, is he? So maybe. Maybe next show we'll make some predictions. Yeah, we will. So uh, anyways, guys, so along with that, great sold out game. You're going to have a stay, uh, you know, it's going to be full of people uh, there. Probably more Mountaineer. I'm, I'm anxious to see. Is it going to be more Mountaineer fans? How loud are the pit fans going to be? I mean, I can't imagine that it's not going to be you know, 70, 30 WVU fans. Well, let's, let's talk about that though, because I, that's been a, you know, a weeks long argument on, on the Twitterverse lately, Guido. And people were saying, well, come on, WVU fans only, they only even had access to, you know, their allocation of 8,000 tickets. And then there were WVU fans in those comments like, <laughs> oh, bless your heart. You think we only stuck to the allotment that we were given and we didn't go out and buy like right. mini packages and things like wacky stuff like that, that WVU, you know, I still get correspondence from Maryland from the time I bought a mini package to twerps games, right? Just to get the WVU ticket. So we know people will do that. I, I don't know though. I'm assuming maybe... What do you think? Like 70 30 pit fans, maybe, or 60 40 pit fans? 70 30, maybe, I mean, is I'm, what I listen, think. Listen, honestly, I think it's going to be pretty close to 50 50. I mean, I think that WVU. That would be uh, great. That that I mean, would be great. I would love be, that. It'll be interesting to see. I, I was wondering uh, with the allotment and how they did the tickets, I was kind of hoping it would be like the Red River. Red River rivalry where you had like half the stadium is you know gold right. and the other half the stadium is blue you know right. pick colors and wvu colors that would be awesome but i doubt that'll happen and, and and on top of all of that we've got to play not at heinz field guys we're playing at Accushore Ac- 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 stadium Acre-sure. what is it called yeah, i think it's yeah. Acreshore. yeah it really has a ring to it doesn't it Acre-sure. yes it does it does uh so uh, it'll be interesting, Scooty. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll just have to see how it goes. Um, I think Pitt fans are fired up, though. Like in their defense of this sellout, I mean, I think they are excited for this game. I mean, I know we're definitely excited, but they're they're ranked to finish second in the Coastal. They're coming off this ACC title. I mean, I think they are. Fire. Pat Narduzzi's been talking a little smack in the preseason. I, I think they're feeling good about themselves, right? So I can see like their fans really showing because we we give them a hard time. We we give them a hard right. time. I about think they empty feel seats. disrespected because yeah. right they've not been very good. So they feel like we're coming in thinking we're hot stuff, and they're actually maybe hotter stuff. Well, I can tell you, they are hotter stuff than we are. So, we'll but they've see. got something to be excited about right now. So I can see fans really showing up for this. Like, hey, let's stick it to the Mountaineers. We're, you know, we've got a good product. Let's root. Let's show out and root for it. So, but I, I'm glad. I'm glad to see it's a sellout. I'm glad to see college game it day. Could be a battle of two transfer quarterbacks. It, I mean, you say that you you say that Scooty, but uh, Neil Brown has continued to say that there's a competition for quarterback at WVU. I think does that hurt us or help us? I think nobody believes it. I think that it's, you know, everybody's like, okay, you keep saying that, Neil Brown. Yeah, I can't imagine that that's nothing more than, like, coach speak, right? I mean, come on. Right. I I think it hurts at this point. Like, I'm, I think the, the starter needs to know that they're the starter, and let's just move on. Like, I know you're probably stringing people along so they don't transfer on you, but let's, let's go like what are we doing i mean they've already released the jt daniels meme worthy let's ride like how can you not name that guy the starter right you already threw him out there with the let's ride i mean so that makes me wonder so then who's number really i think it's a battle for who's number two who does number two work for (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what we want to know. Who does number two work for? Well, since you brought that up, who do you think is number two? I, ugh, that's a tough one. I, I'm going to say. Scoot, I think the goose is loose. I think the goose is cooked. Really? Yeah. You, I, really? I think it's going to be Garrett Green. And I think you're going to see Nico as like the third guy. And my guess is maybe the goose gets loose somewhere else. <laughs> he flies the he flies the coop. Yes. Yeah. He goes south for the winter. South south for my the guess winter. is he's going yeah. south for the winter. <laughs> oh, I walked right into that one. So I I I think it's not Garrett because not that I don't like I actually I actually very much like Garrett Green, but didn't we have some hand wavy quote from Graham Harrell earlier in the off season where he was like, Hey Pete, put the little pants on. He ran around and blah, blah. he like gave him this really like, you know, backhanded like, yeah, but like he wasn't taking him seriously. Didn't we have, didn't we have that kind of quote from him? I feel maybe, like maybe, but I, I think I just feel like maybe they keep him or I don't want to say this, but maybe they keep him around because they feel bad for how they treated him last year. But I don't know that that's necessarily a, their thought process because they don't feel they've treated him badly last year. I don't know. I, I just have a feeling it's going to be Garrett Green as the, the backup. Okay. I'm going to go with Goose until he flies the coop, so to speak. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of with Scooty on this one. I think it's it's Garrett Green, and I think it's Garrett Green only for the purposes that he has an extra year in the mm-hmm. program over right. Nico. I think if I think if uh, if it came down to it and you saw a situation where – JT Daniels got hurt and we were dealing with preparing for next season, mm-hmm. let's say. Yeah. I'm not sure you'd see Garrett get as much time. I think you'd see a little more Nico if to prepare JT for JT Daniels season. gets hurt and we're a Hail Mary away from winning a game. Do you want Garrett Green or do you want Nico? I mean, I've never seen Nico play other than high school, so I'd be but I would probably say Nico right now. Like I if probably we're looking would. for arm strength, I'm gonna guess Nico. I don't know. Right. I've never really compared the two throwing either but if we're if we're looking for somebody to be uh, uh, to be uh, uh um off their rocker and crazy while in the pocket and then run somewhere crazy it'd probably be garrett green but otherwise here's another thing to think about nico's left-handed so if he's the backup that's going to change your offensive line right he comes right. in you're gonna have to switch your left and right tackles i mean i know it's not that big of a deal but yeah but it's a good call it's still a deal but it's a good call deal yeah yeah so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I mean, for that, for I mean, it's definitely JT Daniels. Like we're definitely seeing JT Daniels. As yeah, starting come on. I don't think anybody's questioning. Why would no. he come? Um, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's just a matter. I think you're right, Johnson. I think it's a matter of just making sure some people don't enter the transfer portal at the end of the day. W- with that said, the transfer portal been not great. It's been active for WVU in the in the wrong direction, Johnson. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of this stuff. Um, I think wasn't too surprising. Let's let's start with Lynn J. Dixon. He commits to Tennessee, which if you were going to commit somewhere, I don't know that Tennessee's been doing all the things that would lure you to their program right now in the offseason, but, I mean, that's a big name. But Lynn J., I felt, Scoot, like uh, we hardly knew you, Lynn J. Well, like, I mean, very weird. Does he take classes? How does that even work? Like, did he ever get any classes at WVU? I'm sure he maybe in the spring. I don't even know. Well, and I'm assuming he came here thinking he's going to be the I, guy. I'm the like, Clemson guy. I'm now the guy here. Apparently, that wasn't working out that way. He moves on. Now, we also had another running back, Guido Owen Chafin, more recently entered the transfer portal, former Spring Valley kid. Walk on guy. Um, 
I think he had been in the program like three seasons now. Hadn't seen any action. I doubt there's any hard feelings there. He's gonna he's gonna try his hand someplace else. That's not too surprising. The one I think that that's kind of entered the portal to go to a D two school. Maybe that's my I mean, I don't, yeah right. He wants right. to play. Is most likely what's you yeah know, he wants he's to not play. Playing, so yeah, time's running out. He wants to play. I don't. You can't you can't blame him there. I think the one that caught my attention a bit ago was Raheem Jeter. Um, that was the really athletic guy quarterback. He has since Scoot uh, tweeted a picture of himself in an East Carolina uniform. They're kind of excited about him. Um, now he, can we just um, talk about, can we just talk about real quick though? So Raheem Jeter decommits from WVU and I think what irked me the most about it. So he tweets out. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say. He says, I, I, he goes, he says, I decommit from the university of West Virginia. Right. Like, come on. Well, what I think is maybe more frustrating is if you recall, he got injured. Uh, was he knifed? Was he shot? Some kind of injury. He had some kind of injury here recently. And he had tweeted about thanking all of the support he was getting from West Virginia fans. Right. Yep. And then... I do remember that now. Apparently yes. the support wasn't that strong. I don't know. It wasn't. He didn't uh, feel the connection shortly thereafter and has decided to look elsewhere. But then again, maybe they've said, listen, we've got uh, a couple young guys here. We've got four quarterbacks here. I don't know yeah. if you're thinking about coming in and starting right away. That's probably not going to be the case. Right, right. So who knows? I don't. We don't know those conversations. Well, Guido, can we, can we talk about one other thing with Raheem Jeters? You made the comment about the University of West Virginia. Can we, can we talk about one other thing with his decommitment? Yeah, go ahead. For, so first of all, it's in uh, – it's in – the Apple notes app, which I feel like Apple should, they should move on that. I mean, they're marketing geniuses. Why don't they just come out and say official app of NCAA football decommitments? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It's always in the eye. It's always an iCloud note or something. It's always in the notes app. Yep. So that's number one. Number two, he wrote decommit in all caps and then added an underline. Like, yes, it's a one sentence statement, but if you missed it, I all caps it and I underlined the word decommit. So, you know, exactly where I stand and his battery's about to die. Like this is a mess. <laughs> this is a total mess. Like what's going on here. This is a total, it's a total mess. It is. It is a total and mess. I was looking at that too. Is it, is it from a friend? Is the friend the one that typed it? Who's this Adam Friedman? Oh, there's like a, he like, no, that's the Adam Freeman is the uh, no, that's who he, um, he tagged Adam Freeman and Adam Freeman is the writer for rivals. Yeah. Uh, oh, recruiting. Okay. Yeah. Well, also ridiculous. Does he need to tag that guy? I feel like we just explained Twitter to my dad. Like, <laughs> no, dad, that's how Twitter works. You can tag Listen, people. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I do see now that you say this now I'm on here. He uh, he's got himself in an East Carolina jersey yeah he's got rutgers has a new quarterback target go to rutgers enjoy that (laughs) like go ahead and go well he's making the rounds so yeah probably the biggest one guido that as far as um talent loss at least in my opinion is cam jackson uh three-star defensive lineman he committed i think Maybe not the same day, but like the same time as Raheem Jeter. Those came back to back. So I guess here's my question that goes along with this. 
what like is this just the new climate of D1 football scooty or is this a a problem with the university I mean it's hard well, it's every time we talk about this stuff it's this it's the same thing but I think for me it's like recruiting and commitment committing to schools is so different than it was even three years ago now unfortunately I think this is kind of what it's become it's it's players and student athletes there's a lot of things at play are they gonna get paid how much are they gonna get paid where are they gonna start are they going to get a chance to start? Does the coach seem like they're going to be around a long time? If the coach doesn't seem like they're going to be around a long time, why am I going to commit to this person who's going to leave in a year or two? Are they a coach that's on the hot seat? Is it something where I'm looking at the schedule and I see your coach is on the hot seat? They really want me there. Am I going to commit to this guy and then he's gone if they have a rough season? There's a lot of things that, that high school kids now have to think about. And you throw in the, the money factor that never used to be there. Now, you know, there's players out there that haven't snapped a football in college yet. And they're, they're bringing in six figures, which is ridiculous. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm just continually concerned about, we get these guys, we get excited about these guys, they commit. And then before they even hit campus, before they even hit a practice, they're gone. Yeah. Well, and it has to drive people that have traditionally like part, part or all of their job has been covering the already tumultuous world of recruiting. This now has to be just a hellscape of trying to figure out what to write about kids, what to predict, what to rate. It has to be, it has to be even more difficult than it used to be. But I think this, I think you're right though. I think this is just the new, like, Settle in. This is how it works. Be ready to talk about it in that fashion. Yeah. Uh, other things uh, we should, uh, you know, touch base on football wise. Um, WVU has three guys that are named to preseason award watch lists. Uh, congratulations to Dante Stills, named to the Outland Trophy watch list. Mike O'Laughlin to the Mackey Award and JT Daniels to the Maxwell Award. Uh, you know, I feel like of those three uh, I think maybe Dante has a good shot of, I mean, this is, you know, I think he made a decision to stay around this season to try to help that draft stock a little bit. I think he needed it. Uh, maybe he's got a chance if he gets out there and he, and he plays uh, Michael Laughlin. I mean, unless, unless the offensive scheme has changed drastically um, I'm not, I don't know how much Michael Laughlin's going to see the ball. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens with that Maxwell award, you know, usually for those guys that, you know, receive a lot or out there a lot doing, you know, in that tight end position. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. JT Daniels, the Maxwell award. I mean, I feel like that's that, congrats, but <laughs> he's not like, the starter yet though. Right. Yeah. I he's was not even the starter. So there right. you go, Scoot for the guy that's maybe not the starter. He's on the Maxwell award watch list for Michael, for Michael Laughlin. I think he was on that same watch list last year. Now keep in mind, I, and I think I'm, keeping my order of events here correct right you guys correct me if i'm wrong but i think michael laughlin was injured last year and that kind of derailed you know part of his performance so i i think prior to that he was you know uh, because remember we went from uh trevon wesco and then right into michael laughlin so the tight end was kind of seeing you know 
quite a bit of action, I feel like, in the offense. It'll be interesting with Graham Harrell. It, if there's a healthy Michael Laughlin, maybe he does get worked in here a little bit more. Also interesting, I, f- I find, is that apparently our backup tight end also was named to a watch list. Yeah, that's a good call out. Yeah, I, I forgot uh, to add that one on here. That's a good call Brian out. Palendi yep. has been named to the Earl Campbell uh, preseason watch list, the Tyler Rose Award. So, like, this is a guy that, how many snaps is he going to get if he's the backup tight end and we don't ever throw to the tight end? I mean, again, Graham Harrell may may change that, but um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I think that, uh, you know, it, I think it'll. It, it's so hard because none of us know what to expect with this new, hopefully new, offensive scheme. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, um, guys. Texas uh, came out with actually getting a vote to be number one in the nation in the USA Today preseason poll. Yeah. Do you think, Guido, do you think that was like a a homer pick by a Texas sports writer? Or do you think that was a legit, like, I'm going to go out here on a limb and put my true feelings on the table and give them a first place vote. I can't decide. When I saw that article, I was like, can't decide what that one vote is. Is that just like a protest vote to recognize them or what? I've seen a lot of the the preseason, you know, picks and how what teams will finish and all that. A lot of teams have Texas only losing one, maybe two games. Um, I still don't know if playing a Big 12 schedule and losing one game gets you, you know, a, a, a first place, you know. Dep- there's a lot that has to go into it, but I feel like, yeah, it might be a homer pick. There might have been... You know, somebody uh, in that in that Texas sports media that put that vote out there, Scooty. It has to be. It has to be like a relative of Steve Sarkeesian. Well, but <laughs> I think we'll probably get into this the next time we record with some of our prognostications, but for the season. But the thing that caught my attention with this, so on the on the heels of of that Brett McMurphy, hey, look, they got a first place vote report. We also had this article from ESPN where they use their, um, what is this, the Football Power Index, or FPI, if you will, Guido. You and I like a good stat acronym. So the FPI predicted they would go 11-1 and and only lose to Alabama. I mean, that's – so put that in the context of we all attended last year's home game against Texas. That Texas team limped into Morgantown – took one on the chin like someone who just wanted to get through their dentist appointment and then went back to Austin with a losing record, right? I mean, Steve Sarkeesian was getting so much heat. So I was just shocked when I saw this, hey, they get a first place vote. BSPN FPI is ranking them 11 and one. I don't know. I mean, do you, you know, we get a lot of hyperbole each year, like Miami's back and Texas is back and blah, blah. And it's like bloggers and stuff. And then that's never the case, but this feels more like there might be, I don't know, is there something here? That just feels like quite a turnaround. Yeah, I mean, I think, though, that I, this goes back to the whole recruiting and, you know, now getting paid to play. I mean, what what was the story that came out when all of this went down a few months ago where, you know, the offensive, the, the average salary for an offensive lineman at Texas right now is something like 85000 a year? Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I... 
I think that it's easy to recruit. It was easy for Steve Sarkeesian to recruit some of the best players and some of the best transfers when you're guaranteeing kids six figures, even for sitting on the bench. Yeah, well, that's no doubt there, too. One, one other nugget from that FPI rundown, Scoot. ESPN went through and, and gave a prediction in a, a like a percent win probability for each game in the Longhorns schedule. Uh, WVU, they play them at home on October 1st. Uh, ESPN win probability estimate, 89%. Against WVU. Against 89%. WVU. Feels bad. Well, listen, I, uh, I need to see some changes. <laughs> <laughs> I just am seasoning. I'm, I'm seasoning next next episode by just kind of putting changes. that out there. Lather I think scoot it'll up be a little Yeah, next episode will scoot pick WVU to win three games in a row. That's <laughs> that's gonna be that is the most hasn't been done. question. We'll, hasn't been we'll done. We'll see what happens. We'll Not see three what years. Uh, realignment, guys. Since the last time we talked, realignment has kind of cooled down a little bit. Johnson, not you know, not a lot of craziness has happened in the last few weeks. Uh, WVU or uh, the Big Twelve uh, has informed or was informed by the Pac-12 that there is no interest in merging the two uh, two conferences. Not sure why the Pac-12 wouldn't be interested, but uh, okay. Um, and I do, I will say too. Uh, you know, as always, there's one person who will always make me make make me smile. Uh, Gundy just cracks me up every time. He 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 says he says that he thinks that Oklahoma and Texas, uh, even though they're still in the Big Twelve, that uh, they shouldn't be allowed to take part in any of the meetings. They shouldn't be able to come to like media day, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. He came out saying that he doesn't understand why they're still in the meetings. He wished yeah. he wouldn't <laughs> let them be there. I love that. Scoot. Don't you like, I love that. I want, you know, we well, people criticize Gundy. The, I love that. Like, yeah, he's he, right. He's the guy right get, in this conference. Who about it. Well, who else is there in this conference though? No, he's right. the guy, right? Yeah. So he's going to be when, when Texas and Oklahoma leave, he's going to be the, you know, the, not to compare their winning records, but he's going to be like the Bobby Bowden. He's going to be the guy that's going to be kind of oh, the the vocal, yeah. doesn't care what people think when he says, yeah, the right. Mike Leach of, t- you know, a little less yeah. weird than Mike Leach. But, um, <laughs> well, and speaking of Gundy, I put a link in here that they, um, Skylar Callahan had put WVU all time records versus the quote unquote new Big 12 that's forming up. And it's a, we have a 500 or better record against everyone in this list except four and nine against Oklahoma State. We continue to not be able to figure out Mike Gundy speaking of him and and the Cowboys, which is frustrating, right? We're winning record, right. 500 record or better. Um, you know, I think for some reason, uh, Purple Kansas, you might be surprised, Scoot, we're six and six. Everyone else, we're, we're better than that. We're better than 500, except for the Pokes. I hate Kansas State. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to go to Little Apple. Yeah, we've heard it before. We know. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's interesting. I I, I mean, I'll, I think there's still a lot to happen with realignment over the next, you know, probably after football season, maybe even after basketball season, maybe next summer. I think there's still a lot of changes to come, but uh, not a lot of you know action has happened since. I, I mean, I feel like you know we saw it last season with Oklahoma and Texas, and now with UCLA and, and and USC. I think that 
you know, we've seen like there's been every summer a big shoe to drop. So I think we're just like knocking on the door of there just being complete and utter chaos and realignment in the next year or two. Yeah. The only thing maybe to mention is it, it is interesting, though, don't you think that ever since the Big Ten reached out with that scalpel and just completely surgically just crushed the Pac-12 with that Los Angeles market and taking USC and UCLA, everything has suddenly just come to a screeching halt. And I didn't expect that a couple, when you, when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, I thought there would be a ton more moves throughout the rest of the summer leading up to football season. It seems like, you know, now we've heard possible lawsuits and maybe, you know, like the, we've like, I've even read articles about, you know, California government getting involved because they're mad at how Cal and some of the other universities are coming out in this deal. So it's funny how that all came seemingly came to like a, a screeching halt. Well, I would imagine that like what's happened too is that there's a lot of there, there's a lot of backdoor back channel sort of talks going on right now, because I think when the PAC 12 as a conference said, Hey, we're not interested in getting swallowed. Cause that's really what the big 12 was trying to do was trying to swallow the remainder of the PAC 12 in some way. I think now what you start to see happen is these schools like the Arizona's, the Colorado's, the the Utah's that could be a Big Twelve school are starting to say, "Hey, you know what? Why don't come over? Let's have let's have drinks. Come over and talk to us, Big Twelve. <laughs> like, tell us a little bit about you, so we get to know you a little bit better." I think that's what you're going to start seeing a little bit more of. I mean, I, I think it's inevitable. Like the Pac twelve can't. I, I, I don't think the Pac twelve can survive in this new you know form that they're trying to put together, and so. It just leaves all these schools open for to, to just being you know poached. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. I, I don't by any means think it's finished. I just thought we might have already seen some other puzzle pieces fit in. It hasn't happened yet. So well, I was gonna say I think a lot of it is television network related. So there's a lot of financials that go along with this. Um, ESPN is gonna drive who goes where ultimately. So that's kind of what we're we're waiting on, and and NBC with Notre Dame is another big factor. So once once Notre Dame goes or doesn't go, then you'll start to see other yeah, things move. A- absolutely. Some other WVU football things I just want to hit on, guys, before we uh, we jump around here is uh, congratulations to Major Harris. Major Harris got a name, a street named after him in uh, in Pittsburgh in the Hill District where he's from originally. So congrats to the Mage for that. Um, congratulations to Pat White, who did not spend a lot of time in the uh, coaching of the colleges, guys, is now going to be the offensive assistant for the Los Angeles Chargers, Johnson. That's kind of a big jump. I yeah, mean, it feels like a huge jump and good for Pat. I mean, he definitely uh, I mean, to me, that's exciting for him, exciting for Los Angeles. It's just funny that he was, I think, two stops uh, two different colleges, and then all of a sudden you're you're in the NFL assistant um, conversation. But good for him. I, I'm interested to see what you know how he's how he's used there, what he gets involved with. I, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I thought that he was where he he went to Campbell. He was like the yes, offensive he coordinator. He was with the Creek, Cam- Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Is that where that's at? <laughs> right, the Cam Campbell Camels. Is right? that the, yeah. is that similar to Los Angeles Bowie's Creek? Uh, I mean, I, I you mean, know, six of one, half dozen of the other. I think probably is how people feel about that. Yeah. But did it, did, did he do one season at Campbell, or did he even get through a season there? Did mm-hmm. he even get a season there? I don't know. They I just was, brought him in. I don't think so. I, yeah, I, I was, so and I think before that, wasn't it, um, South gosh. Florida, 
yeah, it was South Florida. yes he was, thank you south yeah. florida yep yeah so congrats congrats to him uh also congratulations to three guys who just names i love saying by the way johnson Geno smith tavon austin stedman bailey all gonna be 2022 inductees to the wvu sports hall of fame yeah and don't you when i read this in my brain i was picturing remember that poster where they were in bomber jackets and posing as like you know flight crew um back in the day that would have been like 2012 so this this is great seeing that move um i mean if anyone deserves it and if anyone lit up the scoreboard like their teams did i mean it makes perfect sense for me to see them in this in this wvu sports hall of fame class yeah that's cool and also congratulations to a fellow podcaster um uh, mr kevin jones who's also part of that 2022 hall of fame class so that's awesome for him too so uh and then what so a couple other things johnson just to just to talk about uh wvu eric martin basketball eric martin decides to uh, depart WVU and become head coach, head basketball coach at uh, South Carolina, uh, South Carolina State, I should say. Yep. Um, you know, there was some talk about, was Eric Martin going to stay? Was Eric Martin going to go? He's been with Hugs for a while. It's interesting to see him go. Well, Scoot, I don't think we were shocked, were we? I mean, I, I kind of thought for a while now, a couple seasons now, you kind of thought maybe his name would come up. I well, mean, he's, I think he had he's been with around. some other jobs. Yeah, he, he's been around. He's been with Hugs now forever. Um, good for him. I, I'm happy for him. I and I hope you know it'll be interesting to watch how that how that goes. I I think that South Carolina State feels like a place where somebody like Eric Martin could go and build a resume up. You know what I mean? It's one of those. And, and Josh Eilert steps into his space, right? So I think I think that'll be interesting. Eric Martin also had interviewed for the Cincinnati job. I think. Uh, or in the off season as well. So I think he was definitely heading that that direction. Speaking of Cincinnati too, guys, WVU will be traveling to Cincinnati in December as they extend the Big 12 Big East Conference battle that they do, but not playing the Bearcats, Johnson. Yeah, I, I love this because it's close enough regionally. I think you can see WVU fans traveling in droves to Cincinnati to support them against Xavier. And Xavier is always... I mean that's that's always if you get a win against a team like Xavier that's a that's a resume builder for March so that's I, I like that I like that matchup and, and on on top of everything else we've got to get used to driving in Cincinnati again in the coming years so might as well start it yeah now, you might right? as well get started that's right because because we, we will get the we will get to play the Bearcats again we will get to have that that old Huggins Cincinnati WVU battle that we want but for this year we'll travel to Cincinnati and play a different team. Uh, yeah, guys. So that's uh, that's kind of everything that we've uh, that we've got going on. Uh, I will say uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back with a new segment here. Uh, Scooty isn't telling us what the segment is. I'm a little nervous about it, Johnson. Yeah, it's one of those uh, it's one of those free drop ins out of Scoot's head segments that we're all gonna be surprised about. So stick around. Yeah, stick around, guys. We'll see what's happening. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortec Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortecKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortec, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortec Knives. 
right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears on Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. Listen, don't forget, check us out online. You can find us everywhere. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook, search Got Your Ears On. And also check out our website, gotyourearson.com. It's sort of like the hub, Johnson, about everything about us. Like, yeah, it's all there. That's right. Uh, latest show notes are always posted there with all the links we talk about here. And you can also click through to the GYEO store and check out our merch there. So check it out. Yeah, check it out. Got Your Ears On. Dot com. Well, folks, uh, I get nervous when I have to say this. Scooty uh, texted earlier today, said he's got a segment he wants to share for segment two, and then that's all he told us. So, Scoot, uh, tell us a little bit about what is going on. This segment we're calling Two Step Drops. Scoot, wouldn't it be Three Step Drop? You don't have time for that third step. <laughs> it's Two Step Drops. I'm going to hit you with some quick... I'm going to hit you with some quick questions. I want the first thing that comes to your mind. Right. No right. time to think. <laughs> no time Ready? to think. Two no step time drop. to think. Wait, 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 quick wait, slants. wait, wait, wait. Two step drops. <laughs> hot read. You got to go to the hot read. Hot reads. That's right. Uh, hot read. Uh, somebody's yelling Omaha. I Omaha, feel like Omaha. we need Cloney to come up with some special music for this segment about hot. We'll have like, to work on that. Two step drops and is hot this, reads. Is this? Can can I can I just ask? Is this about WVU or is WVU this just about whatever's could in your head? Could be football. Could be comparing sports. Could be comparing people. I want quick answers. Okay. You can say them at the same time. I really don't care. All right. Rapid fire. Ready? <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be a mess. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right, Scoot. Who is going to have the most rushing yards this upcoming season? Go! Tony Mathis. I was going to say Tony Mathis because he's going to be the number one running back. And not fast enough, Guido. All right. I'm sorry. Next question. <laughs> you got Who's sacked. Have the most Guido, you got sacked. You got sacked on your two-step Most receptions. Drive. 2022. Uh, go! BFW. Yes. Mm, I don't know if I. I don't know if I agree. Well, with I that. mean, what is your hot read on this then? Yeah, what's your hot read on that? I think maybe Reese Smith. Oh, okay, interesting. I, I mean, I say that you know I said BFW, and now I'm like maybe it'll be Caden Prather because remember Caden Prather. Prather See? Could These be hot Kaden reads. Prather. Listen, you're, <laughs> these these guys are coming across the middle. You gotta get rid of the ball. <laughs> I mean, I, I need a second to think. You ain't got time. All right, go. All right, go ahead. Who? Will be done coaching first at WVU. Neil Brown, Bob Huggins, go. Neil Brown. Neil Brown. Neil Brown. I'm Neil Brown on that you're, one. Uh, that's a loaded question, and you're putting it out Ooh. there because that's who you think too. That's who you <laughs> think too. Who will be ranked in the national polls first? WVU football or WVU soccer? Go. WVU soccer. WVU soccer. And they already that's are. A dumb, that's not, that's are. not a fair ranked. question. They're already ranked. Yeah, I'm just they're already. You they're guys. ranked sixth in the nation. Right? That was they, dumb. <laughs> I'm trying to catch Guido on a dumb answer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. They were, they're ranked sixth in the nation right now, right? Johnson, yeah, that's right. That's, that's their highest. highest ever been. Uh, kudos to them. It's their highest ever. All right. You ready for the next one? All right. I will. Uh, the winner is the person that can spell the women's basketball coach's last name first. Go! <laughs> I can't even say it. You expect me to spell it? Yeah, come on. That's I not think fair. There's a, there's a, isn't there a P with a lot of consonants in there somewhere? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, neither do I. I just wanted to see if one of you guys would take a chance. Uh, who will be the leading scorer for the basketball team? Go! I'm in. My brain is in football mode, Scoot. Um, hey, you never know. It's a quick hit. 
I got this is nothing. not fast enough. I got nothing. This is a turnover. <laughs> You're getting sacked. Thing. You're getting I, sacked I, right I, now. <laughs> Best yeah, thing you know. can do is run it out of bounds. The correct answer was Emmett I, Matthews. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Why do we let him come up with segments? I don't segments? know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you got another one, Scoot? I thought this was going to be football. Who will I was be ready the more first about. named? Let me let me hold on. Let me think of this. I don't want to say this. <laughs> I feel like he's going to go like every time I'm in the kitchen, hey, you, you in, the, in the, kitchen. the kitchen. The way he's talking. <laughs> what company will sponsor the naming rights for the Coliseum first? Go. Go, Mark. Johnson? Not Tudors, Johnson? No. Somebody's got to go Tudors. I'm, I'm going to go. You're frozen. What? You look like you were frozen. frozen. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> You're fumbling the ball everywhere. No, no, I'm we're thinking. All these free I think it's going to be um, like Tropicana. Tire. No, it's going to be like Tropicana. It's going to be like, because the Coliseum looks like a big orange juicer. I still stand by that. I agree. I agree with that. All right. All right. Okay. Who of the two of you would be the first one to take a swim in the Manahagahila? Guido. <laughs> Now, do you, I just want to hear Scooty say the name of the river one yeah, more time. That's actually Managahila. <laughs> I feel there. I feel like there was an extra on or something in yeah, there the first time. Yeah, the first time. Managahila. Guido, you'd be the first one, huh? I probably. That's two step drops. All right, all right, two, folks. That's right. two. That's two right. step drops. That's, Bunch of hot reads is, right there. That's a lot of hot reads right there. Is what that is. It's a lot of. Do you think that segment makes a return, Johnson? What do you think the probability Scoot, of that is? Scoot, give us a two-step drop on if two-step drops returns. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think not. Me thinks not. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the fans have to say. Put it out there on Twitter. Let us know. I think I it's on, let's ears. say Just, it's on a watch list, Scoot. It's, yeah, it's, this, on a, it's on a potential. It's, it's the backup segment on a watch list. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it is essentially the it's the Palendi of <laughs> it's the Palendi of segments. Right. You're, yes. You're, you took the words like, out of my mouth. It's like this segment, uh Josh Witt talking like a puppet, uh and uh a yes. couple of other segments. They're on like the the voice of Morgantown best segments <laughs> of podcasts. Is that what it is? Like award watch list. <laughs> we we got to keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. I don't know if I'd say that was fresh there, Scoot. Uh, but thank you. I appreciate you bringing something to the table. Uh, it was it was very nice of you. And uh, definitely got Johnson and I on our heels because there was not enough time for a third step. Yeah, Johnson, that's right. Only, You're on your heels by I mean, default because you don't even have three yeah. steps. You got in three that steps. Drop. You, only got two, you only got two steps in that drop. All right, guys. Well, listen, we should probably wrap it up for this week. We'll be back in uh, two weeks, previewing the pit game, talking about the, our prognostications on what we think will happen with WVU, making our annual picks where I pick a bunch of wins, Scoot picks a bunch of losses, and Johnson tries to be somewhere in the middle. And uh, and we'll see what happens. I mean, we're backyard brawls around the corner. Football's going to kick in the gear, Johnson. Uh, I think there's going to be some wins. There's got to be some wins, right? Oh, I think there's going to be some wins. I just am not sure if there's going to be enough to make everybody happy, right? There Scoot? might not be some, as in three in a row. <laughs> Scoot, three, Scoot, scooting a three in a row. We will. I'm going to say there's going to be a couple of wins. Listen, next show we're going to be we're going to be amped because we're going to be talking backyard brawl. 
Yep. And we're going to be amped up for some prognosticating. So you get your, you get tuned in, Scoot. You get tuned in for that. Oh, I'm ready. I'll, I don't I'll be think two step. I don't think two step drop will be back on that. Just you never know. You never, never, know. You never, never know. You never know when a two step drop on the comes watch list. In. You never know. You never know when a heart <laughs> read comes in. You never know. You never know. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon with another show. Don't forget, find us online. Look for us on Instagram, Twitter at Got Your Ears, or on Facebook. Check out our website, GotYourEarsOn.com. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Tell all your friends. Don't forget to listen, like, and subscribe. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Got Your Ears On.